Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I got hit in the ass by a Skyflower firework. For the last time, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why were you in the sky? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But it sure hit me anyway. You're still sitting down very comfortably, though. Yeah, luckily, <laughs> uh, luckily my high-quality jeans protected me. Luckily, your high-quality dump truck protected you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not my fault that this butt won't quit, okay? And it didn't quit when I needed it the most, which was to protect me from the goddamn firework. Um, no, it was actually, it was really fun. Uh, Chanson, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. There was a hard break there. There's a break, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait, how did you get shot in the ass with the firework? That's, uh, I'm going into it. Okay. So my, so my buddy Chanson got married, and myself- What does this have to do with the firework? Oh, my God. <laughs> Since there were technically not really injuries, I'm completely 100% fine, but there is a small amount of pain. Um, so that at least should, I should make clear that, you know, TJ was there. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. I don't need to know anymore. Yeah, yeah. No more. yeah. So TJ and I and another buddy were, were helping out at my other buddy's wedding. And there was this whole bit where, you know, he goes through the ceremony and it was outside and it was this the cute little thing going on. And um, so after they say their vows and they kiss and everything, he pulls out this just little, like firecracker thing is like, oh, this is all we could afford to set off. And as he's lighting that, myself and the boys were like way out in this field waiting for the queue to watch him light this. Uh, for us to set off, I don't even remember what it, like oh, well over a thousand bucks worth of like the big Skyflower fireworks. And so we each had like five or six of the big things to light. And, you know, we had just enough time. We had about 15, 20 seconds per wick, right? So we got to get those going fast and get out of there. One of them somehow went rogue because we got about halfway through almost done lighting all of ours and one of them zipped all the way through and tipped over and started blasting us as we were <laughs> running away. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. TJ took at least two, maybe three hits. The other guy took one or two and, and I had a, a doozy uh, hit me just right, right square in the buttock. Which um, one, left or right? Left. Did you, as I've seen in the past, as you were all running away getting shot, were you all giggling? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there was a little bit of shrieking, but then absolute giggling. Yeah. Um, it was really, it sucked because we couldn't really hear or see. Like, we were far enough away from the ceremony that we're all going, I think, is he is he lighting it? Is that what he's, oh, he's bending over. He's got to be light. I don't know. Well, I hope this is our cue. <laughs> and just started lighting him, and apparently it was perfect. Apparently it was right on cue, so Does we felt have good. any objections? <laughs> God himself in the forest out here. No, it, it, it went well, though. High or low on the buttock? Really pretty middle. Pretty right in the... You know, right in the beef. <laughs> so no more, no more like outside or inside. Just no, like no, no, just, no. Just Jake bang needs on right to know really specific for my fan art. <laughs> in the beef, yeah, right in the <laughs> right in the beef of the buttocks. Mm -hmm. That is some cooked ham. <laughs> I don't know how to recover. Where from do we that. go from yeah. here? Well, speaking of cooked ham, if there we you're go. Celebrating Thanksgiving. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Think uh, of me as yeah. you're eating your Thanksgiving oh, ham. No. Uh, just a reminder that if you are not signed up for the mailing list, uh, we are going to be sending out the information about our Black Friday slash Small Business Saturday slash Cyber Monday deals. Uh, again, you can head over to the com slash dispatch to make sure that you are on the mailing list. Uh, and in addition to the information about Black Friday, you'll also get a second free mystery, uh, a second free Monster of the Week mystery. I think with that, it's time to let the recap roll. I have sort of adopted this identity 
of Brizak. When that happened, I was put in charge of Danny as like a ward. She's with the wizards. Yeah. We've been putting out feelers trying to figure out where she got to, and I found her a few years ago, and something about her New Canterbury sure wants her. I, I got an inkling of why, but I need to do a little more research on it. I became so focused on trying to find her again and get her back that I kind of started to ignore the why. Strom's alive somehow? What? Like back already? I don't know, but she's the leader of Clan Ozymandias. How? I have no idea. A couple days ago, I met with the Council of the Three and Ozymandias. And when I looked at Ozymandias, I just, I I knew. I don't know how, but Strom is inside of that body. A very nice sports car pulls into the circle drive and the passenger door opens. I'll get in. You climb in, and sitting in the driver's seat is Aiden Chambers. Shall we? Do I get to know what the errand is? Oh, just a little infestation problem. After a few minutes, he stops in front of a rundown apartment building and gets out. I've been losing members of my faction to ambushes. I've gotten word that some of those responsible are hiding in that building. You're in for quite a treat. Hunting humans is a rare sport. Holy shit, are you serious? Like human humans? Yes. How many spots do you know of? Spots. Like you pulled up to this spot? Like how, is this it? Is this the stronghold or do you know if there's more? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so hold on. Like the plan here is just exterminate? Yes. May I offer something? Back home we had some werewolves that weren't a big fan of of some of the family in New Orleans. And they would find little spots to hide. Their strike teams, the ones that would actually hunt us. The way that we took them out was flushing them out and tracking where they went to find all of the other spots. If you say that these guys are doing some sort of ambushes and stuff, certainly they're not all hiding in one place. If we scatter them and follow, we can find where their actual other strongholds are. Hmm, interesting. Tess, roll persuade an NPC. Okay, 10. Oh my god. Nice. He sits on the hood of his car for a moment, looking across the street at the building, then to you. All right, let me make a call. And he goes back around to his driver's side and gets inside and gets on a phone. Okay, as he's doing that, I'm going to take demon form and I'm going to lean into the shtick of Regal here and low-key trying to make noise in case there's anyone out here like keeping watch and keeping the place safe. All right, roll the devil inside. Okay, that's a 12, so I get three. I'm going to take my demonic weapon... Uh, movement so that the motorcycle pops up underneath me and makes a little noise. And demonic senses, I want to take infrared sight so I can get an idea of maybe how many people are in here. You scan your eyes across the street and you don't see anybody here. Okay. Then I think for the moment, like I had been reaching up to grab my earlobe. I was going to send a message to Megan to try to get these people out while he was on the phone. But if there's nobody in here, I might not do that quite yet. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm just sitting there scanning, ready. After a moment, he gets out of the car and looks at you in your new form and nods approvingly. Sense anything? I don't. Like, it's quiet. Hmm. Like Usually, I mean, anybody stopping outside of a stronghold... You know, if, if there's a hidey hole, somebody's watching for blocks. And, I mean, I won't lie to you, I was kind of hoping to see at least a runner or two to take off after right now, but, like, there is nothing. Aiden's eyes drift across the street again to the building, then back to you. And what's your attitude towards him? Like, are you ignoring him and focusing on, you know, this imaginary chase? Yeah, honestly, and I don't think this is really much of a show. Like, I am really focused on this building. You know, obviously, truly, I'm worried, but like, I now that I know no one's here, I'm really staying focused on it. I'm trying to stay bloodhound mode. Well, in that case, I suppose we're done here. What? We don't even get to go in? Well, you said there's no one here. I, it doesn't seem like it. Nothing on, uh, nothing on infrared, but I mean, there could be wards. Come on, man. Well, if it makes you feel better, go have a look. Really? Sure. Shit, okay. And I pull full throttle and just bust through the doors on the motorcycle and tear around for a little bit. So you speed inside of the building and you start driving around inside of these old empty apartments just knocking through walls. There's not much to be found in here. And you can see that there are signs that 
someone was staying here recently. There are some like discarded food bags, but not enough for multiple people. It seems like one person. Okay. Uh, then I mope on out and drop the demon form. Is he still here? He is not. Okay. Oh my God. Then I am going to make tracks for a little while. I'm going to get entirely out of this neighborhood in a way before I start sending the messages out for the group. Hey, where are you guys? Uh, we're back at the subterranean layer. Things didn't really pan out at the vault. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Um, okay, then better say for me to not just be saying all this out loud. I'll be there soon. Okay. Are you okay? Ish. All right. Hurry back. And I'll make my way there. All right. So we find all of you back in the subterranean layer. I don't know what he knows. I feel like I was just being tested more than anything, but he brought me to one of the empty safe houses to slaughter some humans with him. What? Yep. Where? Nobody was there. It was one of the empty ones. Oh my God. Yeah, I was I was ready to do everything I could to alert them. I was ready to get a hold of you to try to get them out, but it was empty. And from that point on, I, I think he was really gauging, I, I guess, my level of involvement and willingness to help. So I, I think he knew it was empty. Where was it? And I'll, I'll give her the address. It is the address of the house that you had just recently moved Kester and Tiresias out of. Oh, that could have been bad. Oh, yeah? That's where I had Kester and Tiresias. I just moved them out and put them in one of the actual safe houses. Holy shit. I have no idea what he actually knows, but yeah, that was terrifying. I think I talked him... I mean, again, I don't think he was really ready to do any of this. I think he knew it was empty, but I, I tried talking him into chasing them out of there to see where they would go to instead and try to find the other safe houses. Oh, man, I am still shaking. Oh, Jesus. Did he seem surprised by the existence of humans? No. I gotta I gotta go back and talk to Kate. This isn't good. This is really, really not good. We've pulled back everyone to only a few safe houses, but if they're tracking down, oh, man. Are they currently in any of the safe houses where traps have been sprung? Or do you use those and then burn them? Everything that has been pulled out of has been, I guess, turned into kind of a trap. And there are three locations that are legitimate safe houses where people are kind of kept together right now. Are Kester and Tiresias going to be okay? Should we move them? James, I don't mean to impose, but can we have them stay here? Oh, yes, I suppose I don't mind as long as you all don't mind three old man voices in the same location. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> oh, the chewing sounds? I don't yeah. think I could. Yeah, I had planned to move them out of there as soon as I could anyway. I didn't want anyone to feel nervous as it was. Um, but yeah, James, if I if I can move them here, that would be that'd be really helpful. Yes, of course. It seems that one of them only takes up what, space on a shelf? <laughs> well, you could it'd be more considerate to give him like a chair. Oh yes, I've got stools. Perfect. Actually, yeah, now that I'm Thinking about it, it would probably be good to get them moved over here and to, to talk to them now that we're trying to find a new direction. Uh, Kester had said that they both would owe me a favor for, you know, getting them to a safe house and we could maybe get some assistance in moving forward in our plans. Jake, actually, he said to tell you the same thing. Oh, all right. You got to be super careful moving them, though. It, I mean, maybe Aiden already had this idea, but if he didn't, Tass, you gave him a good idea of flushing people out and watching where they go. If he knows what to be looking for now, we might not know that he's watching or following and moving people could be dangerous. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, my cover's still safe. So even if I go by myself, no one should really be watching me. It would just have to be keeping them kind of concealed. But you're right. If he has this idea now of, of following people, we've got the three houses. If they find one of them and everyone tries to go to one of the others to be safe, they're just going to take them all out. They'll be fish in a barrel. For what it's worth, he gave no real indication that he was aware of any other spot, at least nothing obvious, but he did know that one. Like he didn't know where the other places were, or he didn't know that they existed? Kind of both. I, again, he just, he was playing coy. He is not stupid. I mean, do you, are you the one that brought up there being other places? Yeah, I mean, just peripherally that, like... If there's going to be one stronghold, there's probably more. That was the only way I could think of to try to let these people scatter and live. Fuck, I hope he didn't like take that as 
some indication that you actually know more than you're letting on. You know, you're right. Like, that's good, just general speculation. But I hope that he wasn't like, oh, you know something. I don't. I don't think so. Because it didn't seem to occur to him that that was a good idea until I put it forth. And then he wanted to go for it. But again, I, I think... I think the idea of it being a good idea was new to him because he didn't expect anyone to actually be there. Like he wasn't ready to bank on this maneuver today, but he was genuinely like, oh, yeah, we could do that. Can you get back in touch with him? I mean, I can't. I It's uh, an unmarked number that calls me and I'm sure I'd have to use some sort of favor with Jensi to do it. Well, I just had an idea. I don't know how it would work out, but it might grant you a little bit of favor with Aiden and take care of one of my problems as well. What? I don't know if the higher-ups in New Canterbury know about the, like, splinter group, but if you told him about that, if he's trying to, you know, clean up wild cards and clean up people who are working outside of his organization, you could maybe go with, take them out, and maybe get a hold and destroy the blood that they're using. Yeah, that is a thought. I've just been thinking about that a lot, and, you know, I've got kit and everyone kind of working on training to to go in and infiltrate but this might be a way for that problem to kind of solve itself and then you giving him information that he didn't know about maybe he'd stop testing you maybe i'm hoping i passed today it seemed like it went well i don't know i don't know what he was trying to get out of you i could force a vision i i don't know i just we know that he is pruning and i didn't get pruned I am at his mercy as far as Jensi is concerned, and I didn't get pruned. I honestly think that's answer enough, or at least as far as my standing goes right now. I don't want anybody hurting unnecessarily for something I actually do have a pretty good feeling about. I'm going to go back to the church, and I'm going to talk to Kit, and I'm going to go grab Teresa and Kester. I think maybe it's best if I do that alone, since the three of you are pretty recognizable. Yeah, I think it'd be best if I don't go in any of the transfers here. I got to get Danny out of town, especially considering that he's himself is now like actively on the hunt and chasing down leads on where people he's interested in are. I don't feel good about killing any more time on that. So what do I do? You can wait till a little later tonight and maybe you and Tass, you guys can go talk to Lana. Yeah, what do we want to accomplish with that talk exactly? Just find our way into... Tranquil Silence's shit? Well, she offered to introduce us to Father Ohana, but she also said that she doesn't claim Tranquil Silence, but they claim her. Right. I mean, the problem is that several of us were just spotted knocking over a casino, so if Father Ohana's remotely in the loop, we might not be the ones to be introduced to him. That's true, because the monarchs are the ones that guard them, and... I don't know what their crossover's like, but they're certainly going to at least have been appraised of the situation and who is there. So again, I'm pretty much the only one not recognizable. Oof. Yep. Okay, so how does that play out? What does that look like? I had a thought on a, a gambit here, because they've got it like hidden, like it's a relic to them, right? Like they're, they are the group of all of them that actually treat this thing with some reverence. So I wondered if maybe... Lana could introduce whoever, I mean, I guess probably not me or Kim or Tass, but yeah, maybe you, and like take James along, that maybe like you want to bathe in the light of their item, and that could be enough to get James close enough to, if not get hands on it, at least pull the reading? Yes, if I could even be in the room, that would be enough to at least get a, a simple reading off of it. Yeah, I I could definitely play that up. And I mean, maybe with Lana's endorsement, that would be enough. I mean, as long as... She stays with us. She's a pretty good emergency exit. Yeah, great call. So I guess maybe you guys could at least talk to Lana about this tonight and kind of get the gears turning, and then maybe we're just not the ones to actually do the plan. Sure. How safe do we feel about Aiden not knowing the locations of the other safe houses? If this really was a test, do you think he was just testing your loyalty on an empty building, but he knows the locations of the other ones? I don't know. I truly have no idea. We've pulled back to three of all of the ones that we had. There's nowhere else for them to go other than the church, but that's everyone. That's all of the humanity in one place here. Yeah. 
Kim, is this anything you could get a more definite answer on with your abilities? Like, we can speculate around all day, but you can kind of just pull that shit out of the ether, right? Kester and Tiresias are in one of those houses. This is important. Maybe we can ask them. I mean, yeah, they owe you a favor. (laughs) You could cash in the favor to help them save their own skins. That'd be pretty motivating. I just, one way or another, one of you oracles is probably going to be the only way that we get real definite traction on this. Yeah. The unfortunate side effect of being an oracle is that I hate uncertainty. And my eyes go white and I use eye all seeing. All right. Take harm and mark your corruption. What's your question? Who knows the locations of the Red Line's safe houses? I'm trying to think how this comes to you in a vision. I imagine just a spinning Rolodex of names. Yep. Um, and so for the sake of brevity, you get the names of all of the people in the faction. You get the names of the leaders of the faction. You get James's name. And the last name you get is Jingles. But on this list is not Aiden Chambers' name, nor any of his underlings that you currently know the name of. My eye is clear. Wow, that was a lot of information. Uh, What happened? I asked who knew the locations of all of the Red Line safe houses and then got a, just at warp speed, the names of every mortal that is in the Red Line. James, you were on that list? He looks a little sheepish. I keep close tabs on the other members of Mortalis. The last name I got, you guys aren't going to believe this, uh, Jingles. Whoa. Jingles? Yep. James, did you know that one? No. Yeah. According to the IPT files, Jingles was destroyed pretty early on in the war against Nash. So what the hell then? Like, obviously they've covered some stuff up. They fibbed on some of the forms and so on. Fair, fair. So what the hell is Jingles doing? No idea, but trying to track down Jingles sounds like an excellent thing to ask Tiresias about. That could be really helpful. Um, Maybe I'll do that when I go grab him here. At least we know you're safe from that kind of attack when getting them. Like, nobody's going to be watching because they don't know where to watch. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I'm still going to try to get a hold of Kit and let him know that New Canterbury is at least making moves. Yeah, for sure. This is just a vision of who knows about it right now. You should... Definitely move your people as soon as possible, because who knows how quickly he could get that information. Well, I don't really have that safe of a place to move them to. So if right now the safe houses are still safe houses, I think maybe it's best to leave them that way. But I think we should put in some contingency plans on if one of them is discovered how to keep the other one safe or what the plan would be if there's an attack. Of course, answering what has Jingles been up to is going to really determine a lot of what we do because if somehow he's been flipped or utilized by someone we consider an enemy that's not good news yeah i can ask tiresias when i go grab them okay okay so i'll go do that and jake you're gonna move danny yeah and oracle demon team up to go talk to lana yeah uh as jake and i are leaving the subterranean lair i want to pull him aside when we get outside hey uh can i can i talk to you real quick yeah sure um I was I was going to ask if I could come with you, but I realize that we have more important things to do right now. Um, so could you just give a message to my grandpa? Oh, yeah, of course. Great. Um, you know, just just tell him I love him and that I miss him and that I hope he's, you know, doing okay. I I've been kind of worried about him being there alone for so long and and not being able to go see him, but I think it'll be okay with Danny being there. Um, but I just, you know, I want to know that he's all right and see what he's been up to and just talk to him a little bit, you know? Okay. Great. Thanks. All right. So let's go with Jake heading over to the rookery. Uh, I'm going to go chat with Lore Merchant when I get there. Yeah, he is at his desk. Hey, uh, could I borrow you for a moment here? Yes. Uh, you remember a little bit ago I had the conversation with you about Danny. And, you know, she kind of she wants to go home and mm. all that. Considering what just happened with the House of Strom and the fact that New Canterbury seems to just be kicking ass and taking names as they see fit. And the fact that we are now housing the Oracles, I feel like I feel like this isn't the safest place for her to be anymore. And I, I've got an idea of a safer place. With your permission, I'd like to relocate her. I will still be her charge. I will still look out for her and take care of her. She will be my responsibility. But I think I've got a better place that we can do this. May I ask where? Considering... The dangers that we're all in and the fact that even the leaders of houses are not safe anymore, I don't know that it's a good idea to spread that information any more than necessary. 
Roll persuade an NPC. Okay. Eight. Very well. You can move her, and you do not have to tell me where, but I must report this to the three, and if they request knowledge, well, that would be between you and them. I get it. Very well. All right. I'm going to go get her ready to take off. He nods and returns back to his work. I'm going to head up to Danny's room. As you come up the stairs, she steps outside and waves. Hey, kid, how you doing? She signs, okay. Um, hey, so remember when you, you told me that you, you didn't really want to be here anymore? You wanted to go back home. I said I'd work on that. I met with mother. Her eyes get large. And it's okay. Me and mother are good. We came to an agreement, and I actually, I just got it approved by my boss down there too. I'm going to move you somewhere else, and it's not going to be home, but you will be able to talk to mother again. She will be able to visit you, so you'll get that. It will be a place that you are safer than you are here or than you would be with mother. She agreed to that. She starts to sign to you so quickly that it's garbled. Like, you can't tell exactly what she's saying, but there is mother and happy and new home all mixed into it. And then she runs to you and wraps her arms around your legs. Oh, okay. All right. I'm happy that this makes you happy. I think, I really think this is going to be the best thing for you. So pack up your stuff and we're going to, we're going to get out of here just as soon as possible. Okay. She pulls away and runs into her room and starts packing things up. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll help her pack up and everything, make sure she's got everything she needs and once she's all ready to go, I'll, I'll get her in the car and head to Borbach. You arrive where Borbach is stationed, and as you get out of the car, he raises both of his hands. Oh, Jacob, my stinky friend. Hey, big guy, how's it going? Good, good. And he just <laughs> freezes up as he sees Danny get out of the passenger seat. Whoa, whoa, we're cool. This I has been would. cleared with mother. It, it, I am here to have you pass along a message to mother that we're ready to go. Really? I mean, do pass the message along. See what happens. Okay. Because if this is, I'm gonna, I like you. I like you too. And but I I'm love, gonna have to rip you in half. Yeah. If this is like lengthwise. I, oh, God. <laughs> oh, is that in the contract? It's just, it's, it's the just, worst one. It's the way you prefer to do yeah, it? Yeah. Because I'm so tall. It's better to grab legs and pull <laughs> than grab <laughs> arms and legs and pull. Jesus. I don't have a big wingspan. Okay. Uh, I would love for this to not happen, but I'm confident it's not going to have to, if you would be so kind. All right. And he cups his hands together, and it seems like he's whispering into his hand. And then a couple of moments pass, and a utility shed, maybe 25 yards behind him, the door opens, and you can see that the interior of that room is not the interior it should be. It's just a glow. And Mother steps through and walks towards you all. Point at Borbach with like a, huh, see? Yeah. I know. Ooh. You, ooh. I'm, uh, I'm on the you. I'm full of surprises. Oh, yeah. I will call it surprises. I think it's another <laughs> S word. <laughs> Sugar and spice. I mean. um, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk Danny over to mother. You don't even have to. Like, as you start to walk Danny in that direction, she takes off into the air and just slams into mother's chest and she spins around holding Danny. Oh, okay. That's nice. That's heartwarming. But we should get out of here. Mother nods. Um, all right, I will channel and uh, take us all to the castle. Yeah, so you channel, spend that hold, and the three of you appear outside of the castle deep within the mine. Up inside of the castle, at this flash of energy that marks your appearance, you see Nash kind of peer out the window, and then he pulls back very quickly to not be seen. I will lead them inside. And as you start to walk them towards, Selena puts her hood back and takes the mask off. All right. This is the place. This is real nice. It's, yeah, thanks. It's pretty good. Yeah. Not a lot of people know about it. It is well defended, and there is sort of a, a secret weapon here that will prevent Nash himself from getting too close. Oh. So even if he knew about this place and tried to come here, he'd know he couldn't. Uh, I'll kind of walk them through to like where one of the bedrooms was. You're welcome to dip in and out of here. Um, I'm, I'm going to warn you here real quick i'm going to introduce you to someone because there's another person who lives here it's going to catch you very off guard but it's okay all right just just trust me on that at least for the moment just suppress that first urge to freak out all right well so this is like a face i'm going to recognize yeah oh yeah it is you want to tell me who so that like i can okay be, all right it, it, like take a deep breath <sighs> it's nash but it's not that nash whoa yeah it's a different it's a it's a nash that's why he can't come here because he can't get close to another of himself. 
like a from another dimension from another time oh i guess that makes sense if you're dealing with time travel right now and yeah okay hey uh gramps one of the closed doors creaks open and his forehead and his one of his eyes kind of peers around the corner you're gonna have company here you want to come meet him you might actually remember selena hello selena and you see that his eyes track down to Danny, and hello to you as well. For ease, my friends call me Jeffrey. And Selena nods, and she kind of turns to you. You're right, like I'm freaking out. I cannot begin to explain to you how difficult this was for me, but I've gotten through it, and I'm just some fucking dipshit, so if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, cool. Yeah, what's your deal? And he kind of ruffles a little bit at that like this hits him in a weird way he's like well what do you mean what's my deal yes what jacob said is correct i was from the future but we have now almost caught up to when i left and i went back into time to try to set things on a better path oh yeah so danny can stay here and jeffrey's here to you know be a, a guardian to some degree as necessary uh she'll have you know, lots of lots of room to move about here to to check things out. That's cool. Um, and you you can come and go as you see fit. You've got the ability to portal through the doors. You can head in, check on her. Honestly, if you want to tell me what's going on here, I'd appreciate it because I can't come back here all the time. Um, I didn't have to tell anyone in my order yet where I was taking her, but it will be reported up the food chain. And if somebody decides otherwise, they might try to make me tell. And I'll do my best to not have to. But I don't know what might happen. But if I do have to let anybody else know, I'll make sure you're aware of that, too. Both of you. Yeah, all right. Well, Danny, I'll uh, let you get settled in. I'll come back and check on you a little later this evening. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kneel down with Danny. Say, all right, I, I hope you have fun here. Okay, Jeffrey's he's a nice guy. He's a little stoic. It might take some getting used to, but you know, you can, you can probably warm his heart a little bit, huh? Can I count on you to do that? She signs to you. I was around the lore merchant. And he wanted to interact with me the least amount possible. I'm sure I can crack this nut. At a girl. All right. Uh, I'll give her a high five. I'll see you soon, kid. She waves goodbye. Um, Megan wanted to come along, but we, we had kind of a, a lot of irons in the fire and they were time sensitive. But she asked me to deliver a message to you just that she loves you and she misses you and she hopes you're doing good. And, uh, you know, she, she worries about you a little bit being alone here, but she's hoping that having Danny here might be kind of helpful. And she just wanted to kind of get an update on what you've been up to and make sure you're happy and everything i appreciate it i think danny will be a nice presence to have around as for how i'm doing it's it's all right i've had a lot of time i've done a lot of thinking about what it is you're all trying to do i don't want to get into it too much now but do make sure that before you all go back there are some things that i've learned some things that i've built with the help of others that i think will be beneficial to you so make sure you don't come sprinting back here having to dive through the portal all at the same moment. Oh, man, you know that's a tall order for us. Yeah, so maybe make a little time before whatever the final steps of your plan. All right, I'll use as much foresight as I can. It's not a lot. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, nice to meet you, Jeffrey. Uh, yes, nice to meet you as well. And she walks over to one of the doors and takes the doorknob out of her pocket and opens it. And you can see that it comes out behind Borbach at the utility shed. And you both step through. I think then we jump over to Megan as she arrives at the safe house where Kester and Tiresias are currently staying. Yeah, I think before I go into the safe house, um, I'm just going to make a call outside. Okay. I'm going to call Kit. Hello. Hey, Kit. Uh, how are things? Okay. Good. I just wanted to call. Uh, we've got a little bit of an issue. Not terrible. Turns out New Canterbury is aware that there have been humans I don't think they know where any of the safe houses are right now, but they know where some of the older ones are. Um, and they have been losing people, obviously, in these trapped safe houses. But they may have gotten the idea that if they do find at least one of the safe houses we have set up, that they would try and follow people. So I just wanted to work with you and figure out what do we make be the plan if one of the safe houses is compromised. Oh, gosh. What's the difference between like... Like, we're luring them in there to kill them. Are they then, like, watching us kill them to follow us when we leave, thinking the job is done? Or are you just talking about, like, if we get busted in on? Either way, really, I think the biggest plan is to not go directly from a place that could be compromised to anywhere that we know is secure. If we're luring them to a safe house and then taking them out, 
making a stop through another trapped safe house first before heading back to the actual safe house. And if one of our actual safe houses is compromised, to not head to one of the other two. Maybe, again, reroute through one of the trapped ones, just an extra layer of security. Okay, so when we when we do these, you go out, you do the thing, you come back, but you go through a trapped safe house, but not the same one each time. So that way they don't like start watching that to follow us a second time. Yeah, I mean, we've got plenty of the old safe houses that are trapped right now that we can kind of mix it up. But my worry is that they're going to try and flush people out of something that they think is safe and follow them back to where is actually safe. Oh, boy. I was almost going to say, do we want to just have people always come back here since we know it's fortified? But then they could just camp outside of here. And like the church is, is nice and secure against invaders, but not against, say, like a rocket launcher or something. Yeah, man. I don't know. We're human. Really, we can just plan for what we can plan for. I don't like the idea of having everyone in one place, but I just wanted to kind of share with you where I think their heads might be at right now. And another layer of defense is basically all we can do. Okay, so pass through a second or a third trapped safe house after coming back from a mission. Yes, and in the horrible case where one of our actual safe houses are compromised, do the same thing before trying to make it back to the church. Okay. All right, well, I'm glad to hear that things are going well there, and stay safe. You too. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. And I'll head inside. You head inside, and Quentin is by the front door. Oh, hey, how's it going? Good. How are things here? Uh, not too bad. A little crowded, but things seem to be going pretty well. Great. I'm really, really glad to hear that. Um, I'm actually going to be moving my friends that I dropped off here. Oh, okay. Maybe free up a little bit of space for you. Um, I haven't told them that I'm moving them again quite yet, but uh, it's hopefully just going to be a quick move. Kit may be in contact with you soon about some new plans, backup plans, just, you know, in case things go wrong. Oh, okay. But um, thank you so much for the accommodations. I really appreciate it, Quentin. Yeah, no problem. And I'll head back to where Kester and Tiresias were set up. As you come into this little room, Kester looks up from a book. Oh, I didn't expect to see you again so soon. I know. I'm sorry. This is definitely a lot of moving around in a very short amount of time, but I think I found a more somewhat secure, somewhat stable place for the both of you to stay. So uh, we can move you there and get you set up and you can be there for as long as we need to keep you safe. Huh. Very well. And he moves over and picks up Tiresias and puts him in a backpack. I found that this has been the best way to keep him hidden from the view of some of the people here not quite sure what to do with him. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it's not that long of a ride, but we should make it to the park and we're going to have to kind of cut through the park to get to where we need to go. Um, But let's just try to keep a low profile. Very well. So Megan, I'm going to ask you, as you are, you know, trying to move Tiresias and Kester to this new location, if someone was watching, are you trying to make it so that they kind of get lost, that you misdirect them, or are you trying to just get out of here unseen. Uh, so really what I'm asking you is, do you think this would be like a mislead, distract, or trick, or an escape a situation? Like, what are your tactics here, moving them from A to B? I think I'm definitely trying to be deliberate in my movements. I'm trying to get there as quick as possible without giving someone the opportunity to really get a hold of what we're doing. All right, we'll escape a situation. Eight. All right, so you choose one. Suffer harm during the escape, end up in a dangerous situation, leave something behind, owe an NPC a debt, or give into your base nature and mark corruption. I think I'll take corruption on this one. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to say that you owe an NPC a debt for their aid. I think that, you know, knowing that you're going to move these folks to a new location, that Quentin gets a group together and goes out and makes some noise in another part of town to create a distraction for you to more easily get away. So mark down that you owe uh, an additional debt to Quentin. But you are able to get Tiresias and Kester back to the subterranean lair. So yeah, as I get them set up in the subterranean lair, I'll introduce them to Grandpa Tincher and I look at Kester. Uh, so you had said that if I had any questions about something that I needed an answer for, I could come to you both, correct? Yes, Tiresias can answer... Any question you ask, and I can look through time to tell you the best way to deal with a situation where both have very different specialities. Those are amazing abilities. 
I think I'll hold on to that second one, but I do have something I need information about. Huh? Ask away and he shall answer. How can I find Jingles? Tiresias' eyes light up and his voice booms echoing through the room. Lana will take you if asked the right question. And then his eyes go dim again. The right question. Okay. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And then I get a space set up for them to be comfortable and settle in. Uh, I imagine I'm probably getting back around this same time. Um, so I'm going to go talk to Megan uh, to relay the messages from Grandpa. Hey. Hey, how'd it go? Uh, good. Pretty pretty flawlessly. Um, I talked to your Grandpa. Uh, gave him your message. He, he seemed touched. Said he's excited to have Danny around. Uh, that he also, he agrees, he thinks that'll be a nice thing. Oh, that's great. He also said he, he's been doing good, but he wants us to make sure that uh, whenever it's time for us to exit, that we have enough time to chat with him a little bit, because I guess he's been working on some stuff or working with some people or something, but he's got stuff that he thinks will be helpful. He told me to make sure that we're not like running from the boulder when it's time to go back through the portal. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, which I told him, you know. Yeah, that's probably, well, probably what's going to happen. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's he working with? Oh, hell if I know. Hmm. Okay, well, I guess we'll just have to keep that in mind. Yep. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And then I think we jump over to Kim and Tass standing next to the bean. So she just, what, like just shows up here at midnight? I think so. Okay. And as you hear a nearby clock striking midnight, she does appear in a shimmer of energy and she has a woman with her. And from the shadows comes a man in a trench coat. And he looks very startled at the two of you. What are you doing here? Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, You're cool. Like, we know what's up. You're cool. Like, I'll close my eyes. You go whatever way. Congratulations on finding people. That's cool. <laughs> I was going to say I just start making out with Tess. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in that powder blue suit. I understand. <laughs> After he says that, she's like, fuck, you're smart. And then just starts making it. <laughs> Damn, that was a good idea. Uh, he, Yeah, he looks at both of you. Okay, close your eyes. Yep. Yep. And you hear the sound of like, a shotgun cocking. <laughs> <laughs> now give me your wallet. <laughs> I'm wearing a trench coat. Why did you think you could close your eyes in front of me? And you hear the sound of footsteps running towards the bean and then... A pair of footsteps running away. Do we assume they're gone? Yeah, I'm sure Fiona will hopefully clear that up Yeah, on our behalf. Yeah, sure did not think of that one. You open your eyes and they're both still there. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What were the footsteps? How did you do this? It's my footstep grenade. I use it to <laughs> trick enemies. Oh. <laughs> Clever. But yes, you open your eyes and Lana is there. Hey, it's good to see you again. Hello. Hi, do you remember me? I think so. Okay. You were in the basement. I was, yeah. Um, so we had a question to ask you. We were trying to come up with a scenario where we might be able to get access to the Congress Hotel. And since Tranquil Silence sort of claims you, uh, we just hoped maybe you would help us out with a favor in escorting Megan and James into the place. I told Megan that I could introduce her. Yeah, she said that, and and we appreciate that. Um, now? I don't think quite yet. She's taking care of a few things, so I, I think um, I think we'll have her coordinate with you. Uh, the whole idea that we're going for is that we're hoping to get close to their relic, and we're trying to swing the idea that she and uh, James are kind of pious and want to be a part of being in its presence and being able to see it. As far as you know, does that sound like something that they might accept? Or do you have any idea if it's like too sacred for them to want to let anyone near it? I don't even know what you just said. Oh. Have you seen the silver cross in the Congress Hotel? Yeah. Yeah. Megan and James want to see the silver cross. Oh, okay. Now? Uh... I mean, Megan's not here right now. I could go get her. That's true. You could, or you could, you could come back with us, and we could, we could talk about it more, uh, all, all together. Oh, okay. Where do you want to go? Back to that basement. Yeah. Okay. And she starts to fade away. Oh, 
Yeah, we got it. All right, let's go. Yep. And I would uh, tug on my earlobe as we were heading back to the 606. Uh, hey, uh, Lana is coming to your location. She might already be there. I think that you both hear that as she appears in the middle of the room. I hold my arms up like, hey, and I gesture to the spread of pizzas that we have laid out for her or for all of us as a fun little party dish. Hello. Do you want, what's your, what's your, uh, pick your poison here? Do you like pepperoni? Do you just like cheese? Do you like sausage? Oh, uh, right. I didn't get to talk to you about this. Uh, she said she doesn't really eat, but she said that she kind of feeds on like other people enjoying themselves. So I pick some stuff up. So I go and grab one of the, the grocery bags that I had gone out and got earlier, and it has uh, Cheez-Its for Kim and some Oreos for Jake and some Concord grapes for Tass, specifically Concord grapes, uh, and some Aww. spicy fruit gushers for me. Oh, nice. And that now we know for sure that it is in canon August. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nope. This is Monster Future. There's magic everywhere. Concord oh. grapes are year-round, Oh, actually. yeah, for sure. Nice. After they destroyed all the avocados, they made sure that grapes oh, grow no. all year round. <laughs> so I went and picked these up. Uh, so I thought, you know, if we all had our favorite snacks, it would be a little bit of uh, good energy for, for Lana to be around. Perfect. But I'll definitely have some of that uh, pepperoni pineapple pizza. Yeah, please. Kester walks over and grabs two pieces of pizza and walks back towards Tiresias. Don't tell me you're just going to put one of those in his jar. Uh, Kind of. Oh, no. Oh, no. He- Rev. Don't don't, Does don't, he, don't you don't you don't you baby, baby bird, bird it? This. Oh no! <laughs> God, super, I was gonna say super. Don't tell me you're gonna baby bird him. <laughs> that's, no. that's exactly what I thought. He just blends it up and pours it in the jar. I've gone a long way to make it like a Futurama joke. <laughs> all right, so I think we jump ahead 15, 20 minutes to when you have all reunited, having some some treats, some snacks inside of the subterranean layer. So, did you guys kind of go over the? plan sort of it seems as though uh she'd be able to take you and james over to the congress hotel to look at the silver cross just like that lana is it just that easy you're just positive take them to the cross yeah yeah oh you mean like directly to the cross yeah i think i'd look around everyone i mean do we need to go through with the whole plan of introductions and every if we could just get right to it i mean if you can just get to it completely undetected in and out then that's awesome. I guess you could still have it as a backup of like, you know, she misunderstood what you wanted if you do get caught. That's a good point. Uh, Lana, when you saw this cross, where was it? Was it guarded? Were there other other people there? I've seen it in the basement, but I've also seen it upstairs when they put it on display for important guests. Important guests? Like what kind of important guests? I don't know. Just pomp and circumstance. I mean, could we do this now? <laughs> I think you're right, Jake. If if there's somebody else there, I could definitely play it off as we asked if she could introduce us to Father Ohana and she got confused and thought we meant right now. And even if I have to spin that as an excuse, it still might be long enough for Grandpa Tincher to get a reading. Yeah. And I mean, if he can get the reading and even if the excuse doesn't seem to be working, if he can just get you back out, they don't know who you are. Right. Can anyone think of a reason why we shouldn't just try this right now? Uh, Kester. Yes. I feel like you might be able to help us with this. Um, what's the best way for Megan and James here to safely get to the Silver Cross and then safely get out? There is a flash of gold energy that emanates from his eyes, and then he is clear-eyed again. Going there now would not be a good idea. It seems that Father Ohana has a ritual that he does with it around midnight every night. And so he is currently in the chamber, but if you were to wait just a few more hours, it seems that it would be alone. You could sneak in and out before anyone would notice. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. Perfect. Good call, Kim. I didn't think to ask about that. I'm worried about getting caught up in all this good fortune we've been having, you know, getting the lost ones and then knowing that we're going to be able to get the immortals, and this seeming too good to be true. Stop talking about it. What is wrong with you guys? Uh, she is right. If you had gone now, what he is doing down there is a little horrifying. I wish I could unseat. What is he doing? I don't know exactly, but he is in a truly monstrous form, hovering around the cross. What the? Oh my gosh. Is he not a ghost? I would assume so. Monstrous 
still spectral. Yes, almost more like a what I would think of as like a wraith or a, some kind of like a poltergeist. Yes. Or, hmm. Curious. So possibly it's it's not just that they think it's some sort of uh, religious artifact. This might actually be an item of power for tranquil silence. Um, Tiresias, what is the nature of the ritual that Father Ohanna is doing? Tiresias' eyes glow white and his voice booms out and fills the room. While communing with the silver cross, Father Ohanna calls forth his darker aspects and binds them into an entity known as the Wraith. It is bound to his will, acts as his eyes, and kills with a touch. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz, with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. After all this time... What time is it again? I feel like the clock stopped. Time was a tennis ball we could bat round the court. Time for distraction too. Time to just sink to the bottom. Time to get to the meat of this meat. Time for Greater Boston Season 4. That's right, on September 13th, Greater Boston returns with new full-length episodes released every other Tuesday. And we're... So excited for you to hear it. But also, it's been three years since our last season wrapped, so we're maybe a little worried that people might have forgotten about us. So we're asking for you to help spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers and classmates, tell your cat, tell your local subway busker. But politely and without interrupting their performance, point is... Now is a good time to share your love for Greater Boston on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and TikTok and wherever else you, you know, post things. Then come back on September 13th when Greater Boston Season 4 officially begins.